0: This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
1: Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, specifically for Monday, June 13th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who is all offense and rarely defense on the basketball court all the time, Jerem Jordan.
2: Says who? Uh, there was a, a, at FIBA put out a graphic that said, name this player. It's like all offense, like two bars of defense out of ten. So uh, which BYU basketball player is this? We love our guy Jimmer. Here's what happened. He was so good on offense. Mm-hmm. They would have him chill on defense a little bit. But he got a million steals. He's like top five or something in steals. Because Jackson – sometimes Jimmer stole the ball. But other times Jackson would poke the ball out and Jimmer would get it and go on a fast break. Yes. So technically Jimmer's one of the greatest defensive players in BYU history because he's like top ten in steals. All
1: of the steals. That's the argument for Jimmer for death.
2: But steals are weird because if you don't possess the ball, you don't get to steal. It's kind of weird. (laughs) It's kind of a weird stat. But, yeah, all offense, no defense. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki, um, you know, tweeted out like, I don't, false, I don't even play that much defense. <laughs> I'm,
1: yeah. not I'm not worthy of two even, bars. I'm, I'm
2: not even that guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the easy default in the NBA today is a guy like Steph Curry, but now there are people that are coming to the defense, no pun intended, <laughs> of the defense of Steph Curry. Maybe he's three bars. I don't know.
2: Yeah, yeah only only <laughs> two red bars there, which is pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends what your team needs. Like for Jim or Fredette, it was, we need. All of the offense you can muster, and then just don't be a liability on defense. That's what it was. His senior, year. Jimmer, and I think it
1: worked. Hey,
2: no. when you when you have the all time steals leader as the other running mate in the backcourt, you're good, man.
1: No offense for the offense. Total uh, total offense versus defense. Total offense, and no reason to get defensive about this Monday show lineup. It's a winner's mentality. What type of winning do you expect BYU football to do? in year one of the Big 12, and which nine teams do you want on the schedule and four teams off the schedule? We'll discuss all of that, plus Trent Pratt, the new head baseball coach of BYU. Take away that interim title. He is now the official head coach. He will join us to talk about what a wild ride that's been to the official position. And Jamie Shepard of BYU Women's Soccer on the show, not to mention a couple of national championships over the weekend, Ho hum. We'll get to all of that in today's BYU Sports Nation headlines.
2: Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida announced they're leaving the American Athletic Conference, joining the Big 12 with BYU next summer for the start of sports in the league in the fall of 2023. They will pay an exit fee to get out. It's a lot of money. The Big 12 will feature 14 teams in 2023. And Brian Davis of the Austin American Statesman reports a high-ranking source at Texas. Tells them that 2024 is more realistic for Texas and Oklahoma to join the SEC. Meaning, if that happens, 2023 could be the only year with both BYU and the new three of the AAC and Texas and Oklahoma in it. We will react to this coming up.
1: 13 teams in the Big 12 that BYU could potentially play. Which nine would you want on the Cougars' first Big 12 schedule? Uh, I mentioned the national champions. Let's get specific. Courtney Wayment wins the national title in the 3000 meter steeplechase, but does so by setting a new NCAA record with a time of nine minutes, 16 seconds. I mean, she blew away the old record. Courtney's third individual title of career and not to be outdone, Ashton Reiner, Carrying the BYU Sports Nation, Karma, as was Courtney Wayman, wins the national championship in the javelin with a throw of 58.24 meters. This is the first men's or women's javelin title in school history, and the first women's outdoor field title in 30 years. Got to go all the way back to 1992.
2: It was her first throw and then uh, everyone else threw and it just wasn't good enough. It only takes one. Recapping the rest of the NCAA Track and Field Outdoor National Championships, the women's team finished ninth overall. Congratulations, very good. It helps when you win two natties. The men's team had three athletes finish as first team All-Americans. Kenneth Rooks in the steeplechase, Colton Yardley in the 400 hurdles, And Zach McWhorter in the pole vault, who becomes a three-time first-team All-American in the pole vault, which is pretty incredible.
1: Elijah Bryant scored 10 points, had two rebounds and a couple of assists in an Anadolu Efes game three win of the Turkish League Finals. Game four tips off right after the completion of the show today.
2: Well, now we know what we're doing. Heather Olmstead, assistant coach for the women's USA U21 team, won gold in the Pan American Cup with a four-set defeat of Argentina in Baja, California. Congratulations.
1: Ashley Hatch continues her run to what she hopes is another golden boot in the National Women's Soccer League. She scored again in the Washington Spirits 3-2 loss to the North Carolina Courage, Fair the team that drafted Ashley, North yeah. Carolina. But now uh, yeah, she, she, play, she
2: played for them for a year, I think. Yes, sure. she
1: did. Yeah. They kind of wish they probably still had her. Whatever.
2: Probably uh, cost too much. Too expensive. (laughs) Former Cougar Taylor Sander teamed up with Taylor Crabb. They are one win away from clinching a playoff berth in the FIVB Beach Volleyball World
1: Championships in Rome, Italy. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
0: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's
1: What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending, sponsored by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. It's a Big 12 bonanza. And now we think we know that there will be 14 teams for at least one year. We'll see what Texas and Oklahoma do. But as Jerem reported, the word has it that Texas and Oklahoma will be one year and then gone to the SEC. So the Can Big clear, 12... I didn't
2: report that. I just read it.
1: Yes. <laughs> The Big 12 is set for 2023 with those 14. We're glad that Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are joining BYU to expand the conference. We were wondering about that. We found that out over the weekend. But with Oklahoma and Texas in for at least one year, what's your reaction to all of the news about a 14-team Big 12 in 2023?
2: The big question in all this was, when were the AAC3 coming in? And uh, now it's next year. We know that. We had heard that that was probably going to be the case. The rumblings at Big 12 uh, spring meetings, which is a thing. You know, we're like, what? We have meetings? Is, okay, cool, man. Uh, that's awesome. We're, we're in for this. We're in for all of this Big 12 stuff. Exciting to know that next year we're going to have the 14. We know that now. That means we can schedule. That means we can figure out who's on the schedule. So we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, Texas and OU, I was hoping for two years with them. It sounds like maybe it's just one by that, by that report, although it's early and not official, right? Uh, exciting to just know, okay, we got to 14 next year. And let's, let's proceed. Let's get a schedule in October. Let's figure out who's on the schedule, home road. I also think this means that Texas and or Oklahoma need to come to Provo because if it's just one year, they're going to make them travel to the extremes. You'd think if they're petty and vindictive. UCF, West Virginia, BYU, they should probably put them there because they're they're bugged at the whole situation, right? So hopefully BYU has uh, you know Texas and or I don't know that we'll get or, but one of those two in Provo next year would be sweet.
1: Yeah, I immediately just started asking a bunch of other questions. I thought, okay, if it's 14, then who are the nine that are going to be on BYU schedule, led by Texas and Oklahoma? In hopes that BYU has at least one of those teams.
2: Yes. Well, I, and in Provo. Sure.
1: I, they they, they probably have both, Spence. It would be fantastic. But frankly, I don't care if BYU has to play Texas and Austin. BYU's enjoyed nice success I, in Austin.
2: I ain't scared of te- uh, Texas at all, obviously. More about Oklahoma. We it, Oklahoma? Well, we don't know what Oklahoma's going to be uh, post-Lincoln Riley. There's Brent Venerables, right? The D.C. from Clemson who's a tremendous coach. Listen, BYU's 5-1 and one all time versus Texas and Oklahoma. We're, we're just
1: fine. 2-0 and against Oklahoma. We're
2: just fine playing these. And the one loss was by one point. 14-13, uh, 2011 at Texas, I think, right? Or was it something like that? Anyway, uh, we, we want that smoke, right? We want that smoke. Yes. And, for at least the one year. Let's now, go. For
1: whatever reason, I'm thinking BYU's beaten Texas four times, but i got to go back and look at this. Are they combined six and 88, one against those
2: two? 88-13-14. Wasn't there an 87-2? Is there another that, one? Did they get them twice? I don't remember. We'll look it up.
1: Hey, regardless. I have the
2: internet. I can look
1: it up. I know that BYU has only lost one time to those two teams combined in at least yeah. six games. I think it might be a combined seven. It's as simple as BYU wanting to maintain their dominance over Oklahoma. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I say that in jest, but it would be fantastic for BYU to have an opportunity to be the highly ranked we think Oklahoma team again and keep a perfect record against the Sooners as they depart for the SEC.
2: Or do you want to just keep it by not playing? That
1: would be a nice uh, uh, little parting gift.
2: BYU won in 87 and 88. There you go. Against Texas. Kay. So, so they,
1: yeah, so I thought there was one more. There is. 4 and 1 against Texas all time. Beautiful. 2 and 0 against those. 6 and 1. Beautiful. against those two teams 90,
2: combined. 94 Copper Bowl I broke my collarbone that day. An unforgettable day. <laughs> in my life. December thirtieth, nineteen ninety four.
1: A thirty to six drubbing of the oh, Sooners.
2: What a what a year. And perhaps one of the most underrated years in BYU football history in ninety four. Yeah. Yeah. Ten to three beat Notre Dame and Oklahoma. Pretty good. Pretty good. ran of those two teams kinda of stunk that year, but
1: maybe one of the if not the most underappreciated BYU football team in the history of the program.
2: Seventy nine is that one for me. Uh eleven and one. Misses a field goal in the bowl game against League Courses, Indiana. But anyway, that's
1: a separate subject. That's a good one. Separate topic. Okay. So, yeah, immediately I thought Texas-Oklahoma. Will BYU get at least one? Hopefully they get both. Both. Let's go. One in Provo, one on the road, whatever. No, both in Provo. Okay. And then my next question was, will BYU play all three of the new invitees along with the Cougars? Will they have UCF? Will they have Houston? I mean, will, will they get Cincinnati?
2: What would the scheduling sort of uh, program be? And what will it be for one year? Because it's going to be something different for one year, maybe two. We'll see what the report is, right? And it's max two. And then what is it with the 12? Okay, let's just look at it this way, which is our question today. Which four teams from the 14-team Big 12 do you not want to play? It's easier for us to identify the four you don't than the nine you do. We don't have all day. This is an hour show. It's not a two-hour show. Come on, yeah. okay. So here's my four that I would be okay in the one year not playing. Okay, UCF, just too hard. We'll get to them. Not so, sorry, too far. Too far. We'll get to them. Texas Tech, whatever. Me, West Virginia, again, distance. We'll get there. And then the uh, the other one's Houston. I'm okay not playing um, some of the because newbies because so BYU's we'll get to played
1: Houston. Is that why?
2: No, well, I think Houston's really good, too. Like, that first year in the Big 12, yes, I want the smoke, but I also want BYU to, like, have a record above 500 in the first year. Again, going into next year, if this year's what we think it is, BYU's going to lose, like, eight of its top ten players. Um, It's going to be an awesome thing to see them go to the NFL. Hopefully, BYU wins 10, 11 games, whatever. If this year goes well, BYU's going to have a talent dearth next year. Hopefully they replenish as much as humanly possible. But the reality is that first year in the Big 12, it's going to be a challenge regardless. Um, if this team was in the Big 12 this year, now we're talking, dude. But it, it's going to it's going to be a challenge. So I'm okay with those four not being there. Now, I included Kansas because I want a guaranteed win.
1: You want to beat Kansas. You want to <laughs> I feel want, good about a I guaranteed win. win?
2: Yes, yes.
1: Watch Kansas just go gangbusters. <laughs> this is a, the
2: Kansas that was, like, ranked <laughs> in, uh, like, 07. Uh, they become really good, really all of
1: sudden no uh, okay so the four teams I don't want on the schedule Yeah, for me it's more about the idea of BYU having to travel far distances and so yeah automatically I went West Virginia Cincinnati and UCF yeah. just distance alone
2: that was a good time to play Cincy by the way they just lost nine NFL draft picks
1: yeah I mean I like, I like, like in a year obviously maybe. I like the idea of BYU facing all of these teams in conference but if we sure. have to get rid of four and just makes me wonder, like, what are they going to do with that first year? Because we've heard all about pods and, like, There's potentially no div- divisions, but divisions are feeling way more unlikely.
2: They haven't gotten rid of the divisions technically, but they haven't declared new divisions. Would it be yet?
1: better for the Big 12 to hold on to divisions for the one year that they have more teams, and so you just have two seven-team divisions You play six teams in your division, and then you play half of the other division? Would that make the scheduling philosophy easier? There's
2: no point in divisions. You can just schedule a certain way. If you want to draw a line in the scheduling,
1: sure. Do they care at all about travel and helping teams? Yes, they're going to make
2: Texas and Oklahoma travel. I (laughs) promise you they're going to
1: get P&V, and they're going to do that. Yeah, do they care at all about helping teams – Maintains somewhat of a closer circle. That, or is it just you, like you're you going
2: wherever? You don't expand to UCF and BYU if, you, if you're concerned about travel. Like they obviously are not, because there's tennis teams that are going to make this crazy trip. Right? They're not that concerned. Well, about that makes that. you wonder. Like when you get to the Olympic planes, sports, you don't have to go by horseback or on buggy. Like anymore.
1: in fo- football is a different beast. But when you get to the Olympic sports and whatnot, do you then? consider travel partners and dividing things there, a little bit more evenly. There
2: are always travel partners in in sports that play pairs. See and I feel like Basketball, I feel like Texas Tech is going to be partner.
1: BYU's travel partner because they geographically are the closest team to BYU. I think it's a, a little bit over nine hundred miles away. It's a two hour flight to Lubbock. Very far. Okay. So that's the closest team to BYU in the Big Twelves. Yeah. So I feel like Texas Tech will be involved with BYU even though you don't want to play, I feel like they're going to be on the schedule just because they are the closest. But
2: in team. football, you don't need a travel partner. But yeah,
1: well, yeah. So again, all a travel of these questions. Partner
2: is mainly like basketball and tennis, where you're going to play like a pair in a week. Yeah.
1: whatever. Then my final question was: Where in the world does BYU finish in this? We think one and only year of a 14-team Big 12.
2: Hard to know with again, again. If this year goes great, and we think it is, we think it's going to be an awesome, fun year. Next year will be a different kind of year. Um, And and so it's like, hey, just make a bowl game, bro. Right now for me, I'm like, just make a bowl game first year of the Big 12. That's my, (laughs) let's just start there. I want to see who's on the 23 roster, though. Like, who's the quarterback? Is it Conover? Like, let's see. Transfer portal somehow impact that. Who's the running back? Who's the backup running back? Who three of the five offensive linemen? Who's the top two receivers? Beer's going to lose a lot of good talent.
1: Our question of the day, which four teams from the We think 14-team Big 12, do you want BYU to not play in 2023? Let's go to Voice of the Nation.
0: This is the Voice of the Nation
1: on BYU Sports Nation. At Blue Goggles, answers on Twitter. Nice. Texas. I don't want another defensive coordinator fired. Manny Diaz. What's up? Jokes aside, I would say West Virginia, UCF, Cincinnati, and just for fun, TCU. Oh, man, I want TCU on the schedule. We'll get to them. I want TCU on the schedule.
2: Plenty of TCU.
1: All of the others are far away. It's going to take time for BYU to get used to a Power 5 schedule, a tougher schedule with the possibility of a lot of traveling spells trouble.
2: Yeah, BYU won't travel that much more than they already have been. Uh, The way BYU's been scheduling the last couple years has prepared them for this. My thing with the issue, my issue with the schedule wasn't with the Big 12 in mind. It was if independence is what we're doing, I want to set us up to go to a New Year's Six or have a special season. That was my issue. But now it's like, no, no, no. You know what this did? It prepared BYU for this. So it's not going to be as big of a deal, but it will be a big deal when you lose that many people.
1: Did it show people that BYU can handle a Power 5 schedule? Show who?
2: Like, what? who do you mean?
1: Did it show you that BYU can handle a Power 5 schedule for one?
2: Did last year's amazing season show? Yes, of course it did. But the hope is that it's not an anomaly, that it's a new standard. But 6-1 and versus Power Fives is not going to happen every year. That was amazing.
1: Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
2: Schedule gets harder. It's not the lowly Pac-12 every year, okay? Coming up, Zach Wilson takes a yo-yo to the Belmont Stakes.
1: And let's go ahead and remove that interim title. He's now just the head coach of BYU Baseball. Trent Pratt with us on BYU Sports Nation. What's life been like for him over the past few months? We're about to find
0: out. Stay with us. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Store. How can a bank of BYU fans everywhere. Check out Deep Blue Volume
2: 3, featuring Alex Barcelo, Cody Figure, Gideon George, and others, Friday this week, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Ready.
1: We are live in Studio B. This is your day to day BYU Sports Play by Play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We now welcome in the new, but not so new, but by the terms, new head baseball coach at BYU, Trent Pratt. We know you. You've been around forever. You just got the job title change, and uh, we wanted to wish you congratulations first and foremost. Oh, thank
3: you, guys. I appreciate it.
1: What was that like to receive that call? Where were you? How did it happen? And what was going through your mind?
3: Man, I was – I don't know where I was at. Um, Tom, Tom Hummel called me and said, hey, man, we're going to take the interim tag off, and we're going to get rolling. I was, you know, like obviously excited, um, nervous. Um, all those emotions kind of went into one, but man, now we're just, now it's happened. We're just fired up and getting ready to go. Were you confident you'd get it or was it in question in your mind? Um, it was in question, um, for sure. Nothing, nothing was set in stone. And I mean, my mind, I think our team's mind was on just, we were trying to win games at that time when it all went down and, um, I thought I might have a chance, but I tried not to creep in as much as I could, even though it did every night after the game, but, No, we just – I mean, a lot of credit goes to our players. Just keep playing hard, and I'm just thankful for the opportunity I have now.
1: Okay, I can't believe it's almost been a decade since you were at BYU. You and I got to BYU in the same year, 2013. Uh, Obviously, you with baseball and me here at BYU TV, and I'm thinking, man, it's been almost a decade. But here you are, and now you're the head coach. Because the interim tag is removed and you were an assistant, do you get to add one more player, one more person to your staff, or how is that going to work?
3: Yeah, we'll add one more – we're, we're looking for a new pitching coach right now. Uh, Brent's going to stay you know, in the role that I was in, and, and he's done a great job recruiting. That's why we have good players. And so we don't want to change that up. But we're going to try to find one more coach and, and try to get this program rolling, going into the Big 12, and, and get better. So when, when
2: uh, Mike steps down during the season and you take over, at what point are you thinking, OK, I want to win now, of course, mm-hmm. but I'm also debuting, sort of, as potentially the head guy? At what point in the season were you like, OK, Let's see what we can do
3: here just to showcase, just in case, you know, maybe I can be the guy. Um, probably from day one. Um, at the field, that never, didn't really cross my mind. At the field, is was like, man, it's about the players, and, and we got to try to win a game today. But going home at night, that stomach ache would creep in. Like, man, I wonder what's going to happen here in the next month or so or down the road. But, man, but man, just being at the field like, made it easy being around those guys. And we just came to a point where it was like, hey, there's a plan for me. I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, it's, it's going to work out. And so I'm just going to lay it all on the line with, the, with these players and, and go try to win some games and, and keep the season going.
2: You win, I think, 11 of the last 14. How did you rally the troops um, in a situation that was pretty
3: difficult midseason? Um, I don't know. We did a whole lot different. We just tried to love them and tell them we were there for them. And luckily we have awesome kids that kind of rallied around us. I think the credit goes more to them than it does us. It's easy to stand there and maybe put on a sign or tell guys what to do. It, it's hard to go do it. And so I'm like the credit goes to the players and, and the other guys on staff to help us kind of get through that. But man, I can't take credit for that. That's that's those guys in the locker room that run right around each other really and said, Hey, we're gonna go do this. And man, I, credit goes to them.
1: Trent Pratt is on BYU Sports Station, the head baseball coach of BYU. We naturally, as human beings, especially those in competition, we seek progression. Like you wanna get better, you wanna move up, you wanna get promoted. So uh, when, in your mind, did you start thinking, yeah, I'd like to be a Division I head baseball coach? Was it when Mike left, or, or, or were, you, were the aspirations always there to get there at some point?
3: Well, the aspirations were always there. Um, I had a chance to interview two other times for head coaching jobs, and didn't work out. But it, it was OK. I loved where I was at. I loved BYU. And I think the thought was, man, do I want to be a head of coach? Yes. Could I be an assistant for BYU forever? Probably. Um, it's a great school. I, I love being here. Around great people, so yeah, the aspirations were always there. But I wasn't say out was searching and tr- trying to look for a new job every single year. Um, I was happy where I was at, and 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 knew that if, if the chance you know came about, that man, I'm I'm gonna go all in and see what I can do.
2: I personally like to thank the other two that didn't uh, work out <laughs> for you, uh, so that it can work out here. Because listen, there was some risk there, right? Because if if it doesn't go well for you the last you know two months or whatever. Probably not the guy, but you rallied the troops, you got the job and here we are, which is exciting. So, what's what's uh life like now as you kind of take over for the first time since when, by the way? When was the last time you were a head coach?
3: Man, probably on some travel team that didn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the last time. But no, we found out what last Wednesday I think it was. It's it's kind of been a blur since then. Um a lot more phone calls, a lot more a little more responsibility or so but it's, it's all been good. Um, luckily, there's great people around me and, and the, the staff that's still there to help with those things and, and help me get through it. Because I don't think any of, any of us go through this on our own. We need good people around us to help us through it. And I, I'm humble enough to know that, that man, I don't have all the answers. And so, but man, we're looking forward to just keep getting good players and just keep this program moving in the right direction, going into the Big 12. And more importantly, just get ready for next year. We want to go out with the West Coast Conference and, man, put our best foot forward and, and then get rolling for the next year after that.
2: What role did the being the interim guy and being the head coach for a couple of months, what role did that play in this process versus say, let's say Mike had a- left after the year mm-hmm. and now you're applying for the job. Do you think that helped get you the job by being the interim? Um,
3: I think it probably did. Um, I, I mean, I have the job, so I can't say it didn't, right? <laughs> um, but no, I, I think just to show that, man, the players rally around, the players, I think liked having me there and and liked our staff and and going forward so um yeah it would have been different if he would resigned after the season and it might have been changed a lot of things but i guess i'm glad it didn't i'm glad i got that chance and hopefully going forward i have a little experience going in and at least being in the game Mm -hmm. um the other stuff's new, and so we'll take care of that as, as it comes and hopefully keep it rolling.
1: BYU baseball coach Trent Pratt on BYU Sports Nation. Aside from trying to figure out how to get Jason Shepard out of the dugout and hiring <laughs> a new pitching coach. <laughs> the
3: two top priorities. Yeah. What else
1: is on the priority list for you?
3: Man, that's it. Just get good players. Uh, we were out on the recruiting trail. I was, I was in the airport when it was announced on my way to Houston to watch some kids. And um, Brent's on the road right now in Arizona watching kids, and so – Man, we all know, it doesn't matter how good a coach you are, if you don't have good players, you don't win. Yeah. And so the goal is now just to go out there and, and hit the pavement and find some more players.
1: How much has BYU transitioning into a Power 5 conference in the Big 12 changed the way you recruit and the type of recruits that are now showing interest in BYU baseball?
3: Um, it hasn't changed a ton. We always get good players, um, or we're watching good players. It's changed the fact that maybe some, some kids we call on in, in the past that maybe weren't as interested and didn't know a lot about BYU, like, call back or show more interest because of the title, we're going to the Big 12. It, it's piqued a lot more kids' interest that maybe aren't members of our faith that, that were like, ah, I'm not going to BYU. That might be a weird school, but now we're asking more questions. And so I think we're, we're in the game and at least in conversations with other kids that maybe in the past we wouldn't have been.
2: Well, it's still weird, uh, Trent, but uh, we love it, right? We love <laughs> That's it exactly right. We love uh, what we are, wh- who we are. Okay, so uh, the Big 12 in baseball. This mm-hmm. is a very good league.
4: This <laughs> yes, is a very good
3: league. What, what uh, does BOA baseball need to do to be ready for that league? Um, We've we got to get a lot of depth on the mound and just more depth in every position, probably just like football in every other sport. I feel like our frontline guys, we played at Oklahoma State this year and played them good and mm-hmm. were close games. They might have had a little more depth than us in certain spots. So it's just, you know, continue to get better athletes at every position and, and, and let them compete in battle and battle and take it to the field.
2: Now, in certain sports, BYU is not going to really recruit that much differently. Like women's soccer, BYU is still going to get the best athletes who remember the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter Saints, who are primarily from Utah and California and Idaho and whatnot, in Nevada. In baseball, how is that going to work in your mind in terms of does the Big 12 change your recruiting base that much? You mentioned certain guys are answering <laughs> the phone that didn't before. It, it, does it enable you to get some of the top LDS
3: talent that you weren't getting before and others? Is that the hope? I think so. Our, our, I don't think our recruiting is going to change a ton. Like, our base is always going to be like every other sport here. Um, we want the best, LDS kids to come to the school, no matter where they're from, where they're at. And we want to win the state of Utah. We want the best players in the state to come to BYU. And then, and then hopefully you sprinkle those in with some other kids that maybe we didn't have a chance with before. You sprinkle those kids in with the kids where we're getting, and, man, I think that's a good recipe for success.
1: Let's take a look ahead at next year's roster what type of team are you bringing back um, with the the departures of some key figures in your previous season?
3: Man, we like our team coming back. Um, the draft's coming up here in the middle end of, of July, so we might lose a couple arms of that. But offensively, we return man most of our lineup back. And so I think you look for an experienced team that is going to play hard. And we hopefully we get some guys healthy. Um, you know, we lost Andrew Pintar for you know for the year. We, Cole Gamble is out six weeks. And so you kind of look back at our year last year and you take the our our two best offensive players of our lineup, made it a little hard for a while. And luckily some guys stepped up and down the stretch and and helped carry us. But I think coming back, that lineup is going to be a lot better. Everyone's a year older, more experienced, and, man, they're excited and ready to go. And so I think we'll have plenty of guys on the mound still. We'll have to go get one or two this summer depending on what happens with the draft. But, man, we're excited about – our team next year and, and, and the chances we have to go and, and you know, win the West Coast Conference.
2: We've seen this in women's basketball. You, you certainly can't assume that you have the same team from year to year uh, with Shaylee Gonzalez in the portal, right? What, what's it like as the new guy to have to recruit your team
3: back? And because the portal exists, it's yeah. a year-to-year deal here now. It is. You just hope that you do a good job and you have success, well, those kids don't want to leave. Um, and we've been lucky that way. We haven't had many kids go in the portal. And so hopefully it stays that way. I think it speaks volume to you know our staff and, and BYU itself that, man, kids, kids want to be here. And, and that's kind of what we recruit to. is man, It's a great place to be. It's unlike anywhere else in the country. And we don't run away from that or shy away from that. It's who we are, and we're proud of it. And I think that's what makes it intriguing for a lot of kids.
1: Coach, you mentioned a couple of names that are garnering some big-time interest uh, as the draft approaches. Mm-hmm. Who are the players that are, are picking up the most interest from you know, potential Major League Baseball suitors.
3: Yeah, there's quite a few. There's we got Cy Nielsen and Cooper McKehan, Nate Daly. You know, you saw our pitching staff this year and what they did. And, oh, when
1: Nate throws 97, it's hard yeah. not to notice. That's exactly. Nice.
3: And, he's, and he's not small. He's big. You know what I mean? So um, Reed McLaughlin, there's a chance we could lose four or five of those guys. Um, but, you know, there's guys waiting in the wings that maybe didn't get a pitch as much this year. They'll be ready to go next year. And who in the, who in the field will be uh, draft prospects as well? Um, I don't know if we had main position players like as far as the draft goes this year that are draftable. But, For yeah. those that
2: don't know, you get if you go to a D1, you got to be there at least three. three years. Three years, yeah.
3: So be 21. Um, there's a couple guys that could gain some interest here um, as it get, uh, if they play good in the summer. But as of right now, we expect most of those guys to be back. Okay, good to see. Uh, you know, hopefully Penny back and you know that's yeah. the deal. it's so fantastic. News. get him healthy and get him going.
1: All right, uh, I joked about Jason Shepard. Um, oh, it's no so joke. Do you have a memorable <laughs> Jason Shepard story? What was your first impression of Jason Shepard when he entered as the dugout reporter?
3: And now that you're the head guy, do you change any of that? <laughs> well, before I had to deal with Shep that much. I mean, I wasn't. I just, he was at the end of the dugout, so I didn't really notice him. But now that I'm there, no, Shep's great. We love having him around, and he does a great job on the radio when he's with us, and then in the dugout. And, man, he loves our program. Yeah. And that's the cool thing is – Man, he brings some energy to us, and he loves being there. And I think our players notice that, and I notice that. And so, man, he's great to have around. Amen. Amen to that. Hey, we feel the same way around here. Coach, (laughs) congratulations
1: again on uh, the the new old position, but the new position.
3: Yeah, no, thank you guys. Thanks for all you guys do. Have you moved into the office yet, by the way? Not yet. Okay, that's, that's this week, maybe. This yeah. week sometime. Yeah, I, was, okay. I was gone last week, so yeah. maybe I'll have time this week to do awesome. that. Awesome. Okay, coming
2: up, Jamie Shepard of women's soccer joins us. Talk about the upcoming season after the Final Four.
1: And was Courtney Wayman's National Championship record-breaking performance the best performance by any BYU athlete this year? This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. Follow BYU Sports
2: Nation on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and whatever, whatever else emerges here in the next couple years. We'll be there.
1: He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. It's time to whip it. Cougar Whip Round, presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade. For a growing world,
2: Courtney Wayman broke an NCAA record in the steeplechase en and route to a national championship. Amazing! It was it was the uh, you know NCAA record, the college record, the BYU record, the uh, record on this earth or, or any other by a <laughs> collegian. Uh, it was amazing. Did she just have the best individual performance by a BYU athlete this year?
1: With what you just set up, what's better? What's better? What's no, better than absolutely. that. Absolutely, you won the Natty and you broke an NCAA record in doing so. I mean,
2: I mean, unbelievable performance. That is the greatest individual performance by a BYU athlete this year. And that's talk, we're talking about multiple national champions yeah. uh, this year in cross country, two in the same day. We're talking about Ashton Reiner. We're talking about Jaron Hall and Tyler Algier yes. and Alex Farcello and Shaylee Gonzalez back back and is the national Michaela Coolahan and like a million of these. Uh, yeah, unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that that tops the list. It's the number one. That's why I, you know, sent out like seven tweets about it. It was incredible. It's like Ramsey's arms, the number one. (laughs) All right, Jerem, on to college football. The 2022 Feel Steel College Football Magazine recently released. And Mr. Steel has BYU as his 10th best offense overall heading into the upcoming season. Does a top 10 offense guarantee another 10-win season for BYU football?
2: Oh, yeah. No, if BYU's in the top 10 in offense they'll win 10 games. That that will equate. The defense w- will be better than last yeah. year, and so it's all good. The
1: only way it doesn't push to a 10-win season is if the defense, for some reason, which we don't think is going to happen, took a step back because last year, they were number 79 in the SP Plus projections.
2: There's no way they were. BYU's a now. mid-tier no defense
1: way. and a top 10 offense. They're going to win 10 games again in 2022.
2: Lindy's Magazine ranks BYU's O-line as the fourth best, while Phil Steele has BYU as the seventh best. Which one is most accurate?
1: Clearly the one that has BYU as the better offensive line. Yeah, again. fourth. Yeah, Come yeah, on totally. now. Come like on.
2: Notre Dame and Baylor and Oregon are all top 10 as well, so there'll be some fun matchups there.
1: Uh, I'm just happy to see both of those. Respectable, you know, publications with BYU as a top seven offensive line.
2: That's pretty cool. Like we've been singing their praises. Uh the D lines probably ticked. They're like, what about us?
1: <laughs> well Kalani Satake said, look, everyone talk about the offensive line. It's just gonna make my defensive line perform better because they're just sitting there Let's not go. getting any respect.
2: You know how you get respect? More chaos, more sacks, more tackles for less. Let's go.
1: Dr. Billy Nixon, the director of football operations for for BYU, tweeted the following, defending the use of both Navy and Royal for BYU football's uniforms. Are you a fan of keeping both shades of blue, Jerem? And again, I'm going to read the tweet. Since 1922... Navy and Royal have nearly been equally used by BYU football. Both shades of blue are an important part of BYU's rich tradition. Both are going to be part of our future. What do you think?
2: Yeah, there's a lot of Pantones to go through. So yes, no, we're good, man. Jerseys, jerseys are swag. Jerseys are uh, sales as well for the fans. Yes, all of it. I'm good. I don't have, I like Royal more than Navy, but I also like Navy.
1: I'm all about alternates. In our day and age, it's like, yeah, the more uniform combination possibilities, the better.
2: I wish we were Oregon, where every week it was different. Like,
1: we're close to that. Last year was fun. BYU's getting close to that, yes. Yes, absolutely. Frankly, Oregon has some really, really bad outlandish uniform styles, but hey, they're Oregon. They do what they want.
2: To succeed, you have to fail sometimes. (laughs) We had the bibs. The bibs. That BYU Helmets tweeted some was the bottom. (laughs) Yes, that that was the bottom. Apostasy tweeted some helmet uh, concepts claiming throwback helmets will be used against Arkansas this season would you be okay with a helmet like this sometime this season
1: sure why not why not I'm all about alternates I just got done saying I like options for BYU Mm -hmm. football
2: let's give
1: BYU some more
2: options the beat digger on uh, the Y that's fun
1: for what it's worth I don't think that's going to happen but hey that being what this specific oh that logo yeah cool I do not think that's going to happen The New York Jets reportedly have the second-most bets placed on them to win the Super Bowl.
2: (laughs) Really? Because the odds are so long? Big money. Big money. Yeah.
1: They trail only the Buffalo Bills. So which is the worst bet, the Jets to win the Super Bowl or, rewinding a little more than a month ago, Utah State to win the college football playoff?
2: Utah State, because there's no <laughs> way. Like, the Jets the Jets aren't going to make the Super Bowl, but they have a way better shot than Utah State. There
1: are only does. 32 teams in the NFL. That yeah. alone should like, tell you that the Jets a, have a better shot than if, Utah State and 130 teams to win the college football playoff. If
2: the Bungles can go to the playoffs and you're 200 Joe Burrow, then, yeah. Zach would just have to become Joe Burrow, like we think Zach can be good. He's got. To, he's got to do it. Hey, the
1: Bengals were four and twelve in year one with Joe Burrow at the helm. They you also, made the you also need the, the
2: Chiefs. also need the Chiefs to make some stupid decisions.
1: Granted, he got hurt, blood out his in the knee. playoffs. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's stay with Zach Wilson, shall we?
2: Zach Wilson brought a yo-yo to the Belmont Stakes. Are you a bring a yo-yo to a Triple Crown race kind of <laughs> guy?
1: Are you so bored at the Belmont Stakes? Well, y- you need something else. We're bearing the lead. Zach Wilson's really good at the yo-yo. He is good. Maybe, maybe he just wanted to show off a little bit, right? He's a man of many talents. He couldn't take his golf clubs. I, d- so I he yeah, can take I d-
2: a yo-yo. I'm just not sure I'd take a yo-yo. You know what I'm saying? Like of all my like little hobbies and tricks, I'm just I'm just not sure yo-yo is the one I'm gonna break. When out at there. the Belmont. Yo-yo. yo-yo. That,
1: that's, how that. that's how it is. That's how it goes. Coming
2: up, more on the yo-yo. Plus, rise and shout out to national champs.
1: And Jamie Shepard of BYU Women's Soccer joins us. Yes. She has dared step up, and she's about ready to, I don't know, what, score a few goals. Can <laughs> you do play the de- yo-yo too, We Jimmy? don't play defense here. <laughs> this is BYU Sports Nation.
0: All offense. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. For interviews,
2: opinions, insight into Cougar sports, make sure you subscribe to the BYU Sports Nation YouTube channel today.
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. You know what the beautiful part about this show is? You can just, even if you're not watching it live, it's on demand, baby. You can can listen to it. You can watch it whenever you please. We know
2: there's more of you watching on demand. It's at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Okay? (laughs) It's in the morning. We get it. You have, like, lives and stuff. (laughs) Whenever you
1: want. Yeah. You have a live outside of this? Most
2: of you do. We do not. That's why we're here.
1: Great to have everyone with us. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Our second guest of the day, don't tell Trent Pratt this, but we've saved the best for last, is Jamie Shepard of BYU Yo. Women's Soccer. Fresh off an appearance in the national championship game with BYU fresh. Women's Soccer. Yeah. Why not?
2: Like seven months ago? Right yeah, it's yeah. fresh. It's yeah. still fresh. Okay, fresh. still top this of last line, year.
1: right? No yeah. one else has played yeah. in the national championship other than Florida State and BYU. That's true. Jamie, uh, what's up, Jamie? Let's let's. Uh, oh, thank
4: let's, you. Let's start there. Me.
1: Let's start there. How does it feel to be introduced as a player that has played in the national championship game? It's
4: great, you know, national championship game, but just we'll take out the runner-up. I think okay. the runner-up is a little okay. still may might like be that? a little D- painful. Didn't okay. like that. Yeah, so you're
2: not you're not over it. It's still it's still there. I
4: think it will always be there. Mm. Sadly, always, always,
2: even if you. You'll play some more games to get some wins, but it will still linger. It will still
4: be there, but hopefully to motivate and force us and allow us to, you know, push us to be better.
2: Yeah. Unless you win, and to you, get back there, right? Exactly. So there's still one mountain yes. to climb, right? Yes. You check the Final Four box. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. Final Four, check. Uh, yeah. And everyone finds, like we learned from the Last Dance, and I took that personally, Michael Jordan, right? Yep. Everyone finds something to be mad about. For Michael, it was like someone just looked at him wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for you guys, the year before it was Virginia, mm-hmm. second round. You <clears throat> yep. got them. You went. So now you have, uh, I guess, the off season. Watching motivation Santa Clara
1: go on to win the national championship. Exactly.
4: Yep. Little things along the way to help us get there. So we're using this. We're okay. starting there. We're using Just this. We're starting up. there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the beginning of the conversation. Yep.
4: Let's
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's. How does it drive you personally? Like, what does it make you want to do to become a better player?
4: Yeah, um, obviously making it to the national championship is so unreal and surreal and um, the the year leading up to that was so great. You know, obviously we had a lot of ups and downs and we really were forced to come together as a team and, and we did and made it further than any BYU women's soccer team had. And to play at such a high level, high state game was unreal and the fan base and the support that we had and... But to come up short was hard.
1: Was Cameron Tucker onside?
4: You know, I've watched it a couple times and it's. (laughs) A couple. A couple times. It's hard to go back and watch that. And in my opinion, she's onside. Right. So it's tough. I know. I'm sorry. It's painful. And to go into PKs and. We're not over it either. Yeah. Clearly. Okay.
2: Without acknowledging exactly what it was, I want to just say that I would have done the same thing you did on your PK, just so we know. There we go.
4: I was, we, I was debating if this was going to be brought up or not. Rhyme I'm motion. glad it did. Your Glossing
2: re- your over it. Re- your reaction? <laughs> I would have had the same thing. In fact, yeah. there was probably a step further you could have gone <laughs> that you further. didn't go, right? But, yeah. You know, yeah.
4: I, I keep telling myself I... Deep down, maybe I I always hoped that I would go famous or viral for something. (laughs) There it is. I didn't think, you know, I figured it would be for maybe a cool dance video or scoring a cool goal, but you know what? It happened. Take what you can get.
1: You reacted like we
2: would react in that moment. Okay, let's talk about the schedule for next year because it's loaded. Yes, super excited. Especially at home. So first off, an exhibition game at North North Carolina. Carolina. That's pretty cool.
4: So exciting. I don't think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think BYU's played there yet. I don't or think have so. haven't been down yeah, there. So, I don't think so. Exhibition game, open mm-hmm. up with North Carolina. It should be a fun, good, competitive match.
2: And then home home games highlighted by Colorado, Alabama, Arkansas, Utah, Santa Clara. I mean, that is yeah. special. Yeah.
4: Some fun games out on Southfield, and we're excited to be out there in front of our fans.
2: Is this your last year, or do you have an extra year if you
4: want to? Extra year with Ooh, COVID. Okay. So yeah, two more years you left. Two nice. years. Two years. Left? years. That's great. Yeah. Just
1: made my day, Jamie. Oh <laughs> seriously. <good.
2: laughs> Same. I'm excited. <laughs> I didn't realize that either. I'm so excited. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> can't wait to introduce you as a ninth year senior. I know. <laughs> hey,
4: not ninth year. <laughs> not Cassidy. That's crazy. That's true. <laughs> it feels I was like going it, there next, so I'm glad you did. T-
1: literally you seven.
2: Literally seven. But her but her t- seventh year. T- like and it got me emotional after the uh, Elite Eight game. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Do you realize all the crap you had to go yeah. through to be the goalie of the team that went to the Final National. Four? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. like it was special. It's incredible, I know. It was. Yeah,
4: for sure.
1: Okay, one more year in the West Coast Conference, and we've learned that the West Coast Conference is an incredible soccer league. Yeah. It has proven that, frankly, better than the
2: Big Twelve. It did produced last year, only two bits from the Big Twelve. It's
1: produced three teams combined in the last two. College Cups, the Final Four. It's incredible. Yeah, it's great. Okay? Great, great conference. You now move to the Big 12, and you've just told us you're going to have year number one in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. That's right. Okay, so what what has to happen? I mean, is BYU soccer, we feel like they're already at the level, like to go and win the Big 12. Where do you stand mentally on that?
4: Yeah, I think we're – obviously the WCC has been great for BYU, and we're excited to go and play in the Big 12 and see some new competition, and I think we'll do just great and compete.
2: And you get, no matter where you guys are, you guys compete, which is awesome. It's not, and, and it's not just a thing we say to be nice. It's a reality Hopefully. of the women's soccer program, which is awesome. Because of COVID, there's only one listed senior, mm-hmm. Natalie Wells, on Natalie this team, Wells. which is wild. Long senior. Now, you are a senior academically, blah, blah, blah. The, the experience of this team coming back, obviously, you lose some big guns. That'll be a theme we talk about with Michael and yeah. Cam and others. What, what, is, what was the preseason like? And and how's summer training going? Because I believe you didn't lose question mark in spring? In
4: spring, yes. You didn't well, undefeated. lose undefeated. We tied a game but didn't lose.
2: Okay. You didn't lose. Yeah. So this was, team kind of carried some momentum into that.
4: Yeah. Um we started kind of right back up. We had after the obviously the national championship game, we had a couple weeks break and started right back up in January and started training and we had seven freshmen come and graduate early mm-hmm. and so have been with us since January and Um, Jen loaded our schedule to, I think 10 games around 10 games and traveling every other weekend and got some good competition and just good to be out there on the field and playing games and playing with each other. And so it was good.
1: Jamie Shepard of BYU women's soccer is on BYU sports nation. Let's talk about next year's roster. Again, Jerem just mentioned the loss of Michaela Clough, Cameron Tucker. You're going to need a new goalkeeper as Cassidy moves on, um, who are going to step into those prominent roles? And I'm asking you because you play the vaunted six position, which is by nature kind of underappreciated, but your coach says like probably the most difficult on the field. So who's going to step into those, you know, big voids?
4: Well, obviously, yeah, like you mentioned, we do lose a great senior class full of great leaders and great soccer players. And like you said, goal scorers, Cameron Tucker and Michaela Kulhan, who, it's probably like they say, one of the best players to come through BYU, and but I'm excited. We've got a good group of returning girls coming back, and who are ready to step up and fill those fill those roles. Um, players like Rachel McCarthy, Brecken Mozingo, Olivia Wade, Bella Fellino. I think you know we're ready and excited to step up and. And those forwards scoring lots of goals, and it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm
1: you excited. say those names, I'm like, okay, okay, we're ready, yeah. You're yeah, ready, we'll ready to go. We'll, we'll be all right. Is your role we'll gonna shift it. at all? Or are you gonna stay in the same position?
4: Um, hope we're shifting positions. Here we go. I'm gonna go up and hopefully play that ten
1: oh, position. Oh, nice. Okay.
4: So okay. that's a little exciting. change. Gosh
2: dang it! You've Jamie. been in the breaking shadow news. long enough, Jamie. Break, breaking news! You've been in the shadow uh, long you're enough. Not the shadow. The
4: no. What, I'm excited.
2: What kind of change will that be for you? And did you play ten growing up at all?
4: Well, exactly. So I've grown up playing that 10, the Mm. attacking mid position, um, never really played that six. So coming in my freshman year, um, that spot was open and I was able to, you know, come in and play there. But I'm excited to take this new role and step up and hopefully help the team out up top. So.
2: Okay, ja- Jamie, the super senior, playing the 10, going yes. to lead the WCC in goals. Two more years. Let's go. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Jamie,
1: great to have you on BYU Sports Thank Nation. Thanks, thanks for hanging out.
2: Thank you. We're always talking women's soccer, June 13th. Let's go. Coming up, who gets today's elite voice of the day?
1: And today's rise and shout-out to not one, but two different national champions. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: Playing the 10, bro. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America the official credit union of BYU Athletics.
2: BYU Sports Nation is always available on demand. Download the BYU TV and BYU radio apps today. Download the pod on your favorite new podcast platform. Please subscribe, rate, and review.
1: Our question of the day, which four teams from the projected 14-team Big 12 in 2023, do you want BYU football to not play? And they are going to play nine, got to pick four. You don't want to see on the Cougars' inaugural Big 12 schedule. Yeah. Okay, Clyde Livingston on Twitter says, quote, Bob, no last name needed, can pick for me. Okay, Bob Bowlesby, right? Bob. Because it's yeah. just Bob. We don't yeah. need to say Bolsby. Bob. Okay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's the Zach Wilson headband again. Any team, any time, any place.
2: Can we please have a week of prep, though? <laughs> I don't want to leave on Wednesday. Yeah, can we not drive? Can we not play a ranked team on the road on <laughs>
1: three days preparation?
2: <laughs> please, please no. Okay. You got to
1: travel over 2,000 miles. You know what would have been
2: miles. nice on a mission? Three days preparation as yeah. well. Just a, not even a full day. Why can't missionaries have a full day off? Can we talk <laughs> about that? Why, why do they start working at
1: six? <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, my, listen, listen. My, my column. Com- compare, compared to what we, the old men... Face in our two year mission oh, yeah. trips. The missionaries, they have you a combined can full day every off. week. That's awesome. They've, they've, they've got the full day off combined.
2: We, we are peanut butter and jealous. We are absolutely.
1: <laughs> our elite voice of the day presented by, by Sundance Mountain Resort. Andrew G. Garrett on Twitter says, I want BYU to play them all. <laughs> well, you can't play all 13. But if I, have to, non-conference? if I have to choose four, they would be Houston and UCF. BYU recently beat them both, and they don't feel like classic Big Twelve teams yet.
2: Okay, it, no, no, no. Houston's awesome. Like Houston finished top twenty
1: last year. Well, I mean, just saying. Like BYU yeah. recently beat them both. Like it's right. like, yeah, give but me something
2: new. Houston is really okay. good. Sure, like, they're going to be
1: amazing. Then West Virginia and Iowa State. These teams are far away from Provo and don't feel like natural rivals. Yet. Iowa State's not that far away. You want to talk about distance? Cincinnati. West Virginia, and UCF are the teams that are
2: out there. Yeah, they're out there. BYU's out there to everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ames, Iowa is not as far away as you might think it is. Cincinnati is a lot farther than Ames. Also,
2: at what point do we start cracking jokes about the cities in the Big 12? Now that we're in and good, can we start? Can we start? Is no, that a thing? I, don't, I, don't, I think you have to not play yet. in them.
1: You have to visit <laughs> them and play in them before you can adequately no, you tease them. No, you don't. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have say to this. go to
2: every city in Wyoming to make fun of I those cities in Wyoming. I was
1: in Stillwater about a month ago, and there's not much there behind, besides Oklahoma State. Yeah. Stillwater's an interesting there's place.
2: There's more to Provo than BYU, which is the nice thing. You ever seen them mountains? Yeah. How much you bet I could throw this here phone <laughs> over them mountains?
1: All right, Uncle Rico, let's do today's rise and shout-outs presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We would have
2: won a national title, no doubt, just like Ashton Reiner and Courtney Wayman. Congratulations, Javelin, Steeplechase, and all the BYU athletes that uh, did really, really well at outdoor track Incredible. and field national
1: champs. What a weekend. That was so fun oh, it was to follow awesome. and watch. Yeah.
2: Was, <laughs> the, both of them are going to be on the show tomorrow, by the
1: way. Yes, the national champs, back-to-back tomorrow Bring on them the show. Trophies. Our thanks to today's guests, Trent Pratt, BYA Baseball Coach, and Jamie Shepard of BYU Women's Soccer.
2: Sorry to Dennis Pitter, ran out of time.
1: For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Joshua Rohatinsky. We'll see you tomorrow nice. on BYU Sports Station. Go Kooks.
2: Look at that form from Ashton. Josh in my steak, national champ. What's up, Josh? Promo High. Hall
1: of Famer.